Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hey, good morning to you. Welcome into the Mark Cox Morning Show. Glad that you're with us. It is a Wednesday morning, and I, this is surreal. This is surreal. Can I just tell you, 12 hours ago, I was sitting on a buddy's back porch drinking an ice-cold beer in short sleeves, and this morning, I drove to work in a snow squall. Yeah. It looked like a snow, like it was almost kind of trippy coming in, at least from St. Charles County, because the snow was coming down so hard and it was coming right at you because the wind's whipping around. Yeah, the wind's blowing 30, 40 miles an hour and there, and it's snowing sideways on my way to work this morning. Now, it's not going to stick. We, we're lucky enough to have Sue Thomas uh, actually uh, in here in the studio this morning, and we'll explain why a little later, but... Um, it, it was 80 yesterday. There's, there's no you set way. a new record. There's I thought no I way. saw 86 was the high. That was in my car. Oh. I don't think the I think the official was 83. I mean, I was outside in shorts and a t-shirt walking at a park, and it was sure. packed. I mean, the kids are out there in shorts and a t-shirt throwing the football. I mean, it's gonna be gonna be a shocker for you today. Uh, the wind chill alone. I mean, I think the highs are gonna be in the 30s, and they probably have a wind chill in the 20s. So just be prepared for it. Sh- shouldn't pose road problems this morning but huh are you laughing sue i am laughing it's only because of the wind right i mean you're just kind of getting thrown around but you're right nothing to sticking now sue thomas yeah i i know how much you love us i do i do i i understand that you i appreciate this about you you because i do you embrace your relationship with us and you've known me for a lot longer than you'd like to admit yes so was it that love of us that brought you into the studio this morning? In person? Well, that, but uh, mostly Girlmaster Tony. <laughs> I, I was hoping she would admit that. Yes. It was not her love of us. It was her love of food. Well, the last two times Girlmaster Tony was in, we didn't warn her in advance. Yeah, see, and that, that rubs me the wrong way, even <laughs> though I have no right to be rubbed the wrong way. Tony is uh, coming in today at the uh, 8 o'clock hours. Sue's going to have to wait a few hours, but... Uh, he will be here, and he, he's bringing the uh, special that he's cooking up for St. Patrick's Day because he wants us to try it out. And Sue's like, mm, I'll volunteer. I'm serious. So. <laughs> that man has a way with brisket that uh, is just man. unequaled. I'm telling you. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I skipped dinner last night just so I could eat plenty of corn. <laughs> now you're thinking. To prepare. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Pants it's, feel a little bit loose this yeah, morning. I think so. <laughs> Getting ready after all those donuts we had yesterday. And did you get your donut that we left for you, Sue? Yes, thank you very yes. much. All right. All and right. She Hopefully gave you it shared to Abby. That. Probably. I did because I'm not yeah. eating sugar. 
But I always appreciate the thought. Admire your strength, Sue. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Not sure. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, good. Let's uh, let's get on with the show for this Wednesday morning. We got we got some good stuff to get to for you um, a little later, and this is going to be a subject near and dear to Kim Saint Ange's heart. As we discussed on this program, uh, th- there is a mask mandate in effect for employees at the biggest healthcare company in St. Louis. That is BJC. And right after that was announced, remember the city of St. Louis announced it was going to force a mandate on its employees. Mm-hmm. We reached out to the governor. Governor's office called the mayor's office. It was rescinded later that day. But for the private employer, a BJC, continues its mask mandate. And the employees are fed up, quite frankly. And one of them reached out to me and wanted to come on the air and said, listen, I've gone in, I've gone in, into meetings. I've quizzed them on this. Show me the data. Why are we having to come to work and wear masks every day? Uh, they don't force patients or, or visitors to wear them, but they recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she said, I can't get any answers for my employer. And and a, a lot of us are extraordinarily frustrated by this. So we're going to have her on a little later and let her tell her story and, and her fight over there within BJC to to back off this ridiculous mask mandate because the numbers just don't support what they're doing to people over there. That's coming up in the 7 o'clock hour today. So be sure and stay tuned for that. First, though, uh, we will get to the Big Trump win last night. First, though, let's get to our top stories, Carl. The Mark Cox shortlist. They can't wrap their arms around the fact that this is about me really putting the red flag up saying, look, this is about the Republican Party and this is about our country. It's it's all about Nikki is all it's about. I mean, people are seeing through this now, Nikki. You lost by 35 points in Michigan yesterday. What are you doing? The first priority of the country is our border and making sure it's secure. I believe the president can take executive authority right now today to change that. And I told him that again today in person. Tick tock, tick tock. And I'm not talking about the social media platform. The government could shut down in two days and odds are no one would notice. What should Trump do to win in 2024? In order to win in 2024, Trump needs to focus on millennials, Gen Zs, and women. Donald Trump, in a shocking statistic to the left, has more support among Gen Z than Joseph Robinette Biden. Tonight, some of Monty Henderson's freedom has been frozen. A judge is keeping Henderson on house arrest 24-7 until he goes to trial. (laughs) I'm, I'm sorry to laugh. You do know who Monty Henderson is, don't you? Monty Henderson is the uh, accused criminal who blew through an intersection at 70 miles an hour and killed two women, a mother and daughter, attending the Drake concert. Mm-hmm. Um, after extreme criticism in in a story that I reported to you yesterday that went nationwide. I mean, the, maybe worldwide because the Daily Mail is seen all around the world. They, they showed the video in real time. The local TV stations won't show it to you. You need to see it for the shock factor and understand the risk you might be at if you walk across the street in downtown St. Louis. The stop signs and red lights are optional in downtown St. Louis these days, right? 
So Monty Henderson, who should have been in jail, who was charged uh, and and should probably have not been out on the street when this happened, was slapped on the wrist by this judge and released on bail. And then she started thinking, oh, maybe I was too easy on him. Let's put him on house arrest. You know who else was on house arrest with an ankle bracelet monitor? The criminal who ran over Janae Edmondson. House arrest doesn't work. And yet we're supposed to be relieved by the fact that the judge has taken another look at this now and decided I should have been more stern. I'll put him on house arrest. I can see her wagging her finger at him. Now, don't you leave your house, Monty, because we're watching you. But Monty knows full well there's no repercussion for violating house arrest in the city of St. Louis. Now, I know that was Kim Gardner, and it was a different prosecutor, uh, but this has been ignored repeatedly in the city of St. Louis. And I don't know what Gabe Gore can do about it. Uh, can he? Does he tell the sheriff's department, all right, this is a special case. I want you to watch this monitor really closely to make sure he doesn't leave the house. Or do we go over and put a padlock on the front door so he can't leave the house? Well, here's the thing. We had a teenage murder suspect escape juvenile detention center and was out for, I want to say, 24 days. So that tells you the state of, <laughs> of, of what's going on in the city of St. Louis. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's um, it's pathetic that this is how... Um, we, we we deal with criminals and and the word is spreading. I mean, the, the world knows now the judge came back on this a little too late. If she really wanted to make a difference, she would have rescinded his bond and sent police officers out to find him and tossed him in the correctional center down, downtown. Right. The, the Now, there's no guarantee the locks would work on the jail doors down there, but. At least you know he's somewhere with guards. I I don't I don't know what the answer is to it, but I, I thought it was a very weak uh, response yesterday. This is this was the report that Channel Four filed on it. Go go to cut number ten, Carl, please. Tonight, some of Monty Henderson's freedom has been frozen. A judge is keeping Henderson on house arrest twenty four seven until he goes to trial. The victims were visiting downtown from Chicago for a concert a couple weeks ago. Police say this video shows Henderson flying down Olive, running a red light, hitting the two women. Despite the judge's actions today, the victim's family, even legal experts, question Henderson's initial bond as well as charges. We're also learning Henderson had multiple speeding tickets, including one almost a month before the crash, where he's accused of driving more than 20 miles over the speed limit. Yep. <laughs> Kim and I talk about this quite often, but um, I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day who's, a, who's a, an officer, and I'm like, what What do you do about this, right? I mean, he, he's like, listen, if you're sitting there and, and you blatantly see somebody bl- blow through a light, they're going to get pulled over. The, the problem is I can't remember the last time driving – getting off the highway down here at 14th Street when the exit was still open and coming over here to the station, which is about six city blocks. I can't remember the last time I saw a police cruiser downtown. I mean, it's been a while. So so people just blow through red lights down here like they're always green. Yeah, I saw them blow through them this morning. In fact, what's funny is I saw a police car almost adjacent to our building 
here downtown. I want to say it was the end of last week. And I couldn't believe it. My eyeballs about popped out of my head because it's such a rarity that you see it that well, it stuck out to I, me. I say that not not as a criticism of my friends who are officers driving around trying to do their job. They're understaffed. They're so busy and trying they're to, busy yeah. cover, responding to shootings and other yeah. serious crimes. Uh, they're probably not sitting on a street corner waiting for somebody to blow a red light at, right. at, at five in the morning. I'm just be careful. All right. Quick break here. Uh, our national anthem, and we're back in just a few minutes. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I think that people just don't understand why I would continue to go through this process. And, you know, they at first said, oh, it's all about her being vice president. I think I've pretty much, you know, gotten rid of that argument. And then they were saying, oh, it's all about 2028. Well, they realized if it was about 2028, I would have been out a long time ago. They can't wrap their arms around the fact that this is about me really putting the red flag up saying, Look, this is about the Republican Party, and this is about our country. And here you have a candidate that, if I get out, is going to be a candidate that cannot win a general election. I consider myself a relatively intelligent human being. Others may disagree. But what that woman just said might be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Because it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'm staying in this race to let people know Donald Trump can't win. Well, guess what, Nikki? You can't win either. You're not going to get the nomination. Every day you stay in this and stick around, you're doing campaign ads for the left. Don't give me the hoo-ha that you are uh, a Republican and you're not running for anything else. What, what am I missing here? Well, she also knows that several polls have shown that Trump would, in fact, beat Joe Biden in yes. a general election. Yes. So where she's even getting that information from is beside, I don't understand and, that. And would beat Joe Biden if the election were today in Michigan, where the where this election was held yesterday. And, and what, 14, 15 percent of the vote by the Democrats yesterday was for non-committed which is the protest vote by the, I mean, there are portions of Michigan that we've just ceded, you understand, to people who are anti-American. Uh, that That's what you need to understand. Parts of Michigan have been taken over uh, by the Rashida Tlaibs of the world. 
Well, they're very liberal progressives who hate Israel, who have no nowhere else to go except the Democrat Party. And they they withheld their votes from Joe Biden because they're so angry that he won't step in and stop Israel from uh, killing terrorists. That's what they're mad about. End of the day. That's what they're mad about. So Joe Biden's support is deteriorating in Michigan. He's losing the blue collar vote. He's losing the progressive left who probably won't be very motivated to go vote, I wouldn't think, in November. A lot can change between now and then. Right now, Donald Trump is winning the blue-collar vote. Um, and and people with any sense in Michigan who understand that it was Donald Trump that revitalized the steel industry and the automobile industry in this country, and they see what the Democrats are doing with their green agenda, they're going to vote their pocketbook. So, so you win Georgia, you win Michigan, uh, you win Arizona, or you win Pennsylvania— Outcome of the outcome of the election in 2020 is vastly different. And had they done a real investigation of 2000, like 2000 mules, uh, that might well have happened. But nobody wanted to see that happen. None of the powers that be wanted to see it happen. Tucker Carlson talked a little bit more about that yesterday. And I'm going to get to some of his sound for you coming up here shortly. I promise you that. Still ahead, we're going to get to Kim on a whim. Uh, we got to. Uh, I mentioned earlier, BJC employees going to join us later to talk about the masking policy that is still in place for all of the workers in that hospital system. It's all coming up at about 735. Stay tuned. Kim on a whim. There is this bill that has been proposed in the state of Tennessee that would require what they say is age-appropriate gun safety training for students. It passed a House subcommittee. And now it moves to the full house for a vote, which it looks like they're going to take that up tomorrow. And it's really interesting the way that they're going to do this. Um, there's specific things that, they, that, of course, they want to teach. And they're saying that live ammunition, like any, any of that would not be included in these guns. But, but listen to this story. This is a, a TV station out of Memphis talking about this. According to the bill, students would be taught safe storage, school safety, how to avoid getting hurt, and what to do if they find a gun. Several details, though, still remain to be determined, including who will teach these classes and what grades will take them. And while instructor Dugan supports teaching kids how to safely handle a firearm, he says this will only fix part of the issues facing cities like Memphis. Would it stop violent criminals from acting violently? Probably not. Dugan also thinks when the state decides on the curriculum for the classes, they need to talk to professional instructors. Because as it stands right now, all of these classes would be taught with video. And there are lots of ways you can do that safely with uh, inert firearms, with things that look like firearms, are designed to be handled like firearms. But watching a video, I don't think will have much value. I think it's like teaching someone how to swim by talking about it. I agree with the firearms instructor you just heard right there. I don't necessarily knock the efforts. Like I, I don't think the idea behind the bill is bad per se. I don't think this is going to stop a criminal because what they're not talking about there is that the, that the shooters are typically mentally ill. So it doesn't matter if you know how to handle a gun. If you're mentally ill, that's not going to stop them. However, I'm not against necessarily kids understanding safe storage and things like that. Um, so I think this is very interesting to see how this is going to go. Um, they're supposedly saying that the way that they're going to go about this is like 
politically neutral, that supposedly they're not they're not allowed to take any sort of a stance when they're teaching this class. And there's another article that says that the bill does not allow parents to opt their kids out of this training, which I also <laughs> find very interesting. So I just to make sure I understand this, I listened to the bite there. The the point the point here is to is not it's not about reducing gun violence, right? That's not why they claim they're doing it to educate children about guns. Is that right? Uh, yeah, essentially, I'm sure that they think that some. That, I mean, that's what you have to question. I'm sure in some way they think that this will decrease I, gun I violence, which which I would disagree with. I don't think it's going to decrease gun no. violence, but I don't think it's a bad thing for a kid to handle a firearm. Again, it's not going to be like loaded or anything. So. I don't think that's a bad thing. They're saying that they this one article claims it could be as early as pre-K. I, they're not going to have a, a preschooler or a kindergartner handling one so, of these, trying to figure this out. But they say, so required training, safe storage of firearms, safety relating to firearms, how to avoid injury if a student finds a firearm. They're teaching them never touch that, a found firearm and to immediately notify an adult of the location of the found firearm. This is a, this is a key and valuable program. Um, I don't know if you remember this, Kim, but one of the oldest programs in the country was a program started by the NRA called Eddie the Eagle. And this took a huge amount of controversy, I don't know, 20 years ago when some liberal anti-gun group claimed it was wrong to use a commercial because, you know, Eddie is a an eagle. Uh, it was wrong to use a commercial to teach kids about gun safety because it makes them it might make them more attracted to guns. This is the this is the left wing argument on this. Because of the eagle. Education about guns is key and it's what's missing in America today. When I and I've I've told this story so often, people that listen to the show probably know it already. I'm gonna tell it again. When I grew up and I would go to the, to the farms of the many aunts and uncles that I had who owned property and farmed, when you walked in the door to the kitchen, I can specifically think of my Uncle Mib's house. When you walked into the door of the kitchen, behind the door propped up was either a rifle or usually a shotgun. Right there, it was loaded because if something got in the chicken coop at night, it was my uncle who was grabbing the gun and running out the door to deal with the problem. And from an early age, at, at the threat of a belt on my rear end, I was taught you don't go near that. You don't touch that. That's a loaded gun. Kids kids don't get that training these days. So, so then we hear all of these tragic stories all around the country of a young kid finding a gun and pointing it at a sibling and shooting them yeah. because they're not getting any education about guns at all. Mike's son was in the Hinges shooting program down at the Hinges shooting range here in the trap shooting program. And uh, th there were kids seven, eight, nine years old. I, I may be wrong about the lowest age, but I know that there were 10 and 11 year olds shooting. There were some younger than that. And it was safety first. That's what they were taught. It, you, the gun's not loaded till it's pointed down range. I mean, it, it was all about safety. Most kids these days don't get that. If you if you can have um, dare programs in school, why wouldn't it be okay to have something like this in schools? And the fact that they're doing it via video, they can't be accused of 
bringing guns into the classroom they're not or anything real. They're, they're, silly they're like that. They're not real guns. Oh, they would look like guns. Right. So you could, you no. could bring a, a you know a, a, a plenty of training looking guns. Right. They said it would feel like a gun and sure. everything, but it's not going to be an actual no, gun. I think. It, and the other problem I have is that one reason there's such a phobia and and generations of people who've now grown up afraid of guns is because they've never been around them. Well, I think that the the really the only thing that this is going to make a difference with would be those really sad cases where you're right, that the four-year-old finds a gun at home and it's not safely stored and then they end up shooting their sibling or whatever or themselves. I don't think this is going to stop, say, a school shooting because, again, this goes back to think about the Covenant School in Tennessee and no. Nashville. This is a, a mentally deranged person who had it out, was was calling them white crack. I mean, calling all sorts of names these people definitely had a motive to go in there and shoot people. So I don't think this is going to prevent those big shootings, but I do think this could help. So I think this is this is good. It's just I, I don't know what their goal is here. Is their goal to stop the school shootings? Because, again, no, I don't th- this I don't is think, not going to do it. I don't but. think so. The Democrats don't like this, which means it must be good. Well, you understand? The, the, yes, but Re- some some of the Democrats in Tennessee went against their party line, and they did vote for this. Yeah, but they did so. because some of them are common sense blue collar Democrats who probably grew up on a farm somewhere in Tennessee, and they understand how silly this anti gun movement is in this country, and and what it's ultimately led to is parents who are ignorant now passing that ignorance down to their children who go on and do silly TikTok videos about how guns are bad. Guns are not bad, and kids need to learn that at an early age. They're a tool, just like a hammer. If you start swinging hammers at your friend's head, there's going to be a bad result. You have to teach kids right and wrong at an early age. I think you should bring in a firearms instructor. I don't think you should just have a video. That's what well, the firearms but, instructor was saying. He's like, this is like trying to teach a kid how to swim by having him watch a video. But, but you need to, you need I, to I hold it and do it. and Maybe, but I don't think you're teaching kids shooting skills at age no you're not doing like target practice you're you're educating them on what you need to understand about this item whether it's a knife or a hammer or a car if you misuse it somebody could get hurt and i think that's a valuable message for young kids it'll be interesting to see where this goes even if it's an eddie the eagle a video they're watching when they're in elementary school. By the time they get to middle school, then maybe you bring in the NRA instructor and you talk to them about it. I think that's great. I wonder if this anything like this would be brought up here in Missouri or <laughs> Illinois. I doubt Illinois that it would pass in Illinois. Tennessee, Tennessee probably has a better chance. So, it, by the way, it says it was placed on the regular calendar on two twenty nine, which would be tomorrow. I'm just can tracking I, the bill right now. Can I can I blow your mind here for a minute? I'm ready. When I was in sixth. Seventh grade in in Middletown, Ohio, in my middle school. It was a middle school then, sixth, seventh, and eighth. When I was in seventh grade, we had to do a a speech. It was it was an, it was a class where they were teaching us to stand up and do public speaking. Yeah, you could pick whatever subject you wanted. At that point, my father had just inherited my my uncle, who was in World War II, had a P thirty eight Walther gun that he brought back from Germany when he came back from the war. You talked about that, huh? I said, "Can I, can I bring this in for show and tell?" Wait, what? Uh, Did they let the, you do it? The principal agreed to it. My mom delivered it to the school in a brown paper bag, uh, obviously unloaded, no magazine in it. Uh, and when it was time for the speech, we went to the principal's office. We got it, brought it to the classroom. I showed it to the class. I oh talked about gosh. the history of it. I passed it around and let kids look at it. 
I mean, that's think, cool, but that would never fly think now. Of how oh my gosh. how far our society has fallen that today it would be outrageous parents, to think about doing something the, like the that. Kids, your classmates' parents would be up in arms. There would be news stories about that. But it's not because when I went to high school, kids and it was a, a it bordered a very rural area, lots of farmland close to where I went to school. People would pull up in my high school parking lot with guns and racks in the back of their pickup yeah, truck. Yeah, how far, again, how Nobody far we've come. Nobody ever I, thought anything about it. There were no school shootings. None of that happened back then. Where have we gone in society? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just I, if I would have seen that when I was in high school <laughs> in the 2000s, yeah. I, I, my you mind would have, I, I mean, you just never <sighs> saw that. Yeah. Of course, you were you were of a different political persuasion back then. I was. <laughs> I was. You've come a long but, way, But baby. I did grow up with guns, you know? Like, my family's had guns. Like, I just, I've been around guns. I've shot guns. Yeah. Not like I lived on a farm and was going out no. and doing that. But, no. like, my parents have always made sure that I knew gun safety and all gun, that jazz. Gun education is good, and they should start kids when they're really young so they don't grow up ignorant like we've had generations of people now. Just my opinion. But, again... That's my opinion. <laughs> That's that, and, and I don't see how things were wrong before. Things have gone wrong since then in, in the way I look at it. I don't know. All right, coming up, we will, uh, we're going to get to uh, in other news with the Ethan coming up in the next hour. We'll talk more about this uh, huge Trump victory in, in um, Michigan. What's going to happen next week on Super Tuesday? Why Nikki Haley's still in this race? What the impact is going to be on all this? Uh, we've also got Mark Lauder later in the show to talk about that as well. And then there's all this talk of a government shutdown. So Tucker Carlson has uh, had a big uh, night. He's been out yesterday. He was being interviewed by another podcaster. And he was asked what he thought about his trip to Russia in hindsight. Interviewing Putin. Interviewing Putin. Mm-hmm. And what he said was pretty shocking, that his attorneys warned him. The United States government under Joe Biden might try to arrest him and prosecute him for violating Russian sanctions for going over and interviewing Vladimir Putin. And he said that he went ahead anyway because it pissed him off. Listen. Hang on. Carl, uh, that audio mistake was mine. So here we go. Oh, I know. Before I left, and these are people who work for a big law firm. This is not Bob's law firm. This is one of the biggest law firms in the world. Said, you're going to get arrested if you do this by the U.S. government on sanctions violations. And I said, well, I, you know, I don't, I don't recognize the legitimacy of that, actually, because I'm American and I've lived here my whole life. And that's so outrageous that I'm happy to face that, that risk because I, I so reject the premise, okay, I'm an American. I should be able to talk to anyone I want to. And I, I plan to exercise that freedom, which I think I was born with. And I gave them this long, long lecture. They're like, we're just lawyers. But that was, um, it was, it was a, let me put it this way. I don't know how much you dealt with lawyers, but it costs many thousands of dollars to get a conclusion like that. Like they sent a whole bunch of their summer associates or whatever. They sent, they put a lot of people on this question checked a lot of precedent and I think, and they sent me a 10 page memo on it and their sincere conclusion was, do not do this. And of course it made me mad. So I was lecturing on the phone and I had another call with the head lawyer and he said, well, look, a lot will depend on the questions that you ask Putin. Mm -hmm. If you're seen as too nice to him, you could get arrested when you come back. Mm. And I was like, you're describing a fascist country, okay? You're saying that the US government will arrest me if I don't ask the questions they want asked? Isn't that stunning? What's interesting to me is that they would base it 
on the questions he's asking if he's too nice? Who gets to determine that? Remember, the EU was also threatening sanctions against Tucker Carlson, but then you'd see articles like, oh, no, 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 that was never really a thing. That's just so odd. There was also a story yesterday out of Russian media that there's a guy in Russia who claims there was supposed to be an assassination attempt on Tucker while he was there. Really? Yeah, and I don't know what the legitimacy of it the guy is, but he claims that he had inside knowledge that somebody was hired to do a hit on Tucker Carlson while he was in Russia. A Russian assassination attempt of Tucker Carlson, which again undercuts the argument that he's pro-Russian if the Russians were really behind an attempt to to kill him. Now, I don't know. Again, I don't know if that would if that was legitimized by anybody other than the man. There was a picture of him, the one making the claim. Did Zelensky ever respond to Tucker interviewing Putin? Oh, he just called him a shill for Putin. Mm. He's he was obviously very angry about that. Yeah. Tucker Carlson also spoke out yesterday on the 2020 election and the outcome of it, which I thought was pretty interesting as well. If you hadn't had a chance to hear that, um, listen. It was 100% stolen. Are you like joking? it was rigged to a, that large of a yeah, degree. Yeah, they, they completely change the way people vote right before the election on the basis of COVID, which had nothing to do so with So in me. that way it was rigged, meaning like manipulated. Then you censor the information people are allowed to get. Anyone who complains about COVID, which is like, by the way, it might have hurt Trump. But I mean, it's like whatever. I mean, you could play it many different ways. You can't have censorship in a democracy by de- by definition, uh, and I think that he's absolutely right about that. Think of all the people that want to shut us down who have conservative voices, and there you have your answer. They'd love to do that, right? All right, coming up, we will uh, get you a check of business. The mar- market is down today because of some inflation numbers that are due out. We'll check it out with Nicole Murray at six thirty-five. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.